0: Hello to all our podcast listeners. Tonight I'm joined on the show by Jonathan Sutherland. This is a pre-recorded chat we had earlier on in the year, but it's incredibly powerful. Get ready for some fantastic deals and some great stories. Enjoy! Good evening Jonathan and welcome to the CardoAdvisor.co.uk podcast. What are you going to be talking about tonight?
1: Well, hello, Hugh. It's uh, Jonathan here. Well, this uh, with this winter weather that's been on the way, there's uh, a few new SUVs on the market. I was going to talk about those. Perhaps you can get into a bit of politics and economics with the future of Tesla.
0: Yes, that sounds fantastic. So this is the first time you've heard the cardioadvisor.co.uk podcast. You can expect something like this. Welcome to the Car
1: Deal Advisor Podcast Show. The presenter of this show is Hugh Hetrick. Get ready for special motoring legends and great deals on your next set of wheels. So the five red lights have just gone out and it's go, go, go.
0: Here we are, to start off with, we're gonna go over to Jonathan and he's gonna talk about SUVs.
1: Well Hugh, there's been a lot of winter weather in Duns I believe at the moment, there's plenty of snow in the Scottish borders, even some snow in the city centre, so what right. better time of year than to bag yourself an SUV, a sports utility vehicle. The, uh, sector has boomed, really. It used to be large vehicles, really, at first, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, range Rovers, then the sort of Troopers, the, uh, Jeep Cherokee. But now, every range seems to have an SUV or crossover alternative. So what's your take on that market? I think
0: it's quite, I mean, there are some great looking SUVs coming out. I mean, that new, is it the Lamborghini? What's it called? The Lamborghini one? Just the the Ursus. Versus, yeah. That looks yeah. amazing. Um, and, uh, and also this new, um, Skoda Croc, uh, sorry, Skoda Kodiak VRS. That looks rather nice. Um and the new Porsche Cayenne. I mean, they're just coming from every angle. The, the Jaguar E-Pace, that looks extremely, really, really nice.
1: They uh, really are. And the new Mercedes G-Class was launched uh, at the Detroit show uh, in January. A show I went to about 17 years ago, funny enough, for the launch of the original, um Range Rover after BMW took a day which is quite an yeah. exciting... Yeah,
0: I mean, quite it's great. That was the That car was in Detroit. Yeah, I mean that was an amazing car. That that new Range Rover at that time was it was a, it was so out of the blue. I mean the styling and everything just blew everything else away. But uh, it does.
1: It's been out front since then, and nothing really is is caught up. I mean everyone else used to just make ugly cars. The K N came out pig ugly. The Ventegas yeah. came out pig ugly. Audi Q7 pig ugly. It's the only range really range perhaps car. the likes of the Suzuki Jimny, which is sort of you know got that classic. <laughs> look, you know, uh, that's keeping keeping the other manufacturers end up. Speaking of which, that would have been a perfect car for you here in the last uh, last few days, wouldn't it, really, a little Jimny?
0: Well, for our podcast listeners, you'll find that Jonathan has a real kind of soft side uh, for Suzuki Jimny's, and he's had a couple of them it, or so at least one, and even a Vitara. Um, I have to say, I don't share the same sentiments in any way or form. I think yeah, I've had a few
1: Suzuki's. I do like a uh, – the star of the show is the Jimny. It's a classic. Everyone goes on about how the Range Rover's a classic, how the Defender's a classic, the original Jeep Wrangler, blah, blah, blah. All you need, and you can get them for about 11995 for a basic SZ4 1.3 VVT, is uh, a Suzuki Jimny. Get a nice candy white version with cloth trim. That comes with a DAB radio and stability controller standard, four-wheel drive, low range, phenomenal piece of kit. Um, it's all you need for uh, um, that lifestyle SUV look driving around the city. I do have to
0: laugh, mind you, because with all these kind of sleek looking uh, SUVs with the the Suzuki Jimny being the exception, um, you know, every so often the manufacturer brings out something that it thinks is going to be a great success and it proves to be one of the worst cars ever made. And I I, I could not believe when I heard the launch of the following car, which is the Mitsubishi L200 Sport Wagon. You know, it's basically an L200 pickup truck that they've made into a proper SUV. Um, You know they've put a proper boot onto it, so it just looks like a a more normal car rather than.
1: Oh, it's like a Shogun Sport. Yeah, yeah, it is. Sorry, the they
0: made it into the L200 Sport kind of thing, and it looks terrible. I mean, it just oh, looks wrong yeah. from the pictures I've seen. And it's going to, I mean, the, the, even the new one doesn't drive very well. Um, I mean, compared to the, I mean, in the, in the one I drove 10 years ago, it was awful then when I <laughs> went this. They were shockingly bad. I mean, you couldn't predict where the steering was going to go at all. Even in a car park, trying to turn it around, you know, trying to reverse it around the corner, it, it seemed to be impossible to work out where the, how to work the steering. Um, but, there, the, you know, I don't think it's got any better in the last 10 years. Um, but no, the builders let them in. Tarmac I salesmen
1: like them. The tarmac salesmen, basically, um, what are we meant to call them these days? <laughs> uh, travelers.
0: Yeah, it, <laughs> so, it's better than a shogun, I suppose. It, exactly,
1: I they, they trade up to a shogun from one of those, aren't they? When they sort of become chief uh, yeah. traveler. <laughs> um, yeah, they're driven by morons. Really, nightclub owners sometimes have them. Drug dealers. Uh, I, I, I mean, I think only second to the Range Rover Sport. Um, are they driven by morons? That, that is really r- a sad fact about that vehicle.
0: Yeah, that could be one of the worst cars I've ever driven. I mean, even when I, I drove the Fiat version, the Fullback, um, last year, and it, it was slightly, and I mean slightly better to drive. Um, the only public I think was an automatic, the one I drove, um, so it was slightly easier to move, to, you know, to get it to, to drive it around. But the steering was still terrible when you compare it to the likes of the Ford Ranger which is brilliant. I mean, really, that was a, an amazing car for the sheer size of it. And yet it drove. It was just the opposite end of the scale. Um, it was it handled much, much better and gave you a lot more confidence in the corners. You know, it was obviously much better set up, um, but uh, obviously more modern design as well. But it was just miles, miles better. Yeah, the Ranger
1: is good. And it's just been revised again at Detroit. They introduced the, uh, I think it's a heavily facelifted or a new version of the Ranger, on yeah. sale in the UK later in the year. As long as they get that Thai factory from under the water, um, they can shut <laughs> chip and on the big floods near Bangkok and the factory just, just stopped producing them for two or three years and uh, the poor workers, you know, had no rights and they were swimming for their lives. But, uh, <laughs> and
0: building cars at the same time. <laughs> exactly,
1: I thought i had to put a bit of, uh, put a bit of drainage in, you know, and, uh, get it all sorted out.
0: The vacuum machines, so the new Mercedes G-Class is
1: on the market now as well. Yeah. Uh, initially it's going to be the launch edition coming out with a, I think it's a V8 supercharged or turbocharged engine. Uh, that's going to be available to our listeners for just about £155,000. Um, cheaper version is coming for around £85,000 later next year. That's the G350 CDI. But Mercedes, what are they, the whole point of the G-Class is that it, yeah. people bought it because it was boxy and it was old. It was seen as something a little bit different. And now they've done it up. I'm just not quite yeah. sure it's going to have the appeal that it did. It was its offbeat nature. The fact that it was, um, very much the German military vehicle, you know. So yeah. it has sort of German army. It's got kind of nasty yeah, tones about it. So it's, it's Ru- Russians too. love it. Russians buy those things, don't they? Uh, in London, you see these Russian dudes driving them. they you know, probably gangsters as well. Outlet <laughs> yeah, in the air.
0: <laughs> so I think we should do some buying tips um, for our for our podcast listeners. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, especially at the time that the market is slightly down? They they sold about it was about ten percent less cars last year than the year before um what do you fewer, think is fewer fewer cars yeah, sorry fewer than before yeah my vocabulary in my english You've got notes. to get the grammar right got to get the grammar right um but yeah so what do you think is a, a good way to get a good deal in this time of year especially in january when in fact the market tends to be very quiet lots of dealers putting on their sales at this time to try and, and drive some more business any particular ways do you think are the best ways to save money in terms of cash purchase or do you think bcp is the way to go
1: I'd probably just stick with the car you've got.
0: <laughs> that's not going to help our listeners who are looking to buy a new car. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry.
1: No, this car carded
0: advisor. That's
1: right. That's not <laughs> – that is that is not the image we want to be putting out. Yeah, that's not a useful message. Um, yeah, well, if you don't really do need a new car, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of off new cars at the minute. I can't really see the point because um, you just buy them they get destroyed by vandals. You get stuck in traffic. The roads are hopeless. The government tell you to buy a diesel. They then tell you that you're the devil incarnate for buying a diesel. You better buy a petrol. And then you buy a petrol and say, oh, we're going to phase it out by 2040. You idiot, you should have bought electric. So it's very hard to know what to do. There's so many mixed messages out there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and uh, the Exchange Act hasn't certainly helped the prices of cars.
0: Well, but the dealers up are up a bit, a bit, bit desperate. Bit. Yeah, it is going up a bit. You know, it's, it's climbing back again, I think. But, I mean, there are some phenomenal deals. I mean... Uh, and now I'm seeing deals where you get five or six grand off lists quite easily on, on most new cars. I mean, like the, 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 the current Focus is about five or six grand off um, some of the, those models, which is obviously a best selling car, um, which is not bad. Even the Astra is about three and a half, four grand off um, most of them. And there's quite a few, you know, it seems to be that like there's a lot of deals, you know, that are clean, you know, desperate to shift excess yeah. stock.
1: The two things they do seem to cheaper prices now. I think if you want anything sort of bog basic, like a Golf or an Astra or a Focus, there's deals out there. If you start to want anything a little bit more specialist, like the crossovers, the SUVs, mm-hmm. the deals just they disappear at that point. Um, then they've right. really got to work, work a lot harder to get a deal.
0: They want £19,000, for example, for the basic, near enough £19,000 for the basic Seat. Um, is it the Arona? The new Arona? It's the new, the small SUVs they are kind of based on the Ibiza. But, I mean, because oh, it made me think, you know, it's okay, but that is like the entry-level model. Now, you kind of wonder, for £19,000, that would get you an awful lot of car elsewhere. If you, I think we should we need to put a video together and see what we can find. And, you know, do the equivalents. Um, you know, get a Narona and then get some of its, you know, a, a completely different range of cars and for the same price or less.
1: Yeah. Because,
0: as you were saying, you can get an ex-Demonstrator um, Ford Mondeo, Vignale. Um, when we were doing, For that money. Yeah. Definitely. And it's, yeah, so a
1: couple of thousand miles on the clock, you yeah. know, uh, DSG all-wheel drive, uh, full leather trim. Mm. Um, I mean, there's a bit more depreciation in it, I'm sure. But, um, I
0: don't think Anarola's that owner's going to hold much value.
1: I can't no, say. No, yeah. no, I don't think so because you know. everyone's pushing these things now. Uh, I mean, they're just chilling them out, uh, you know, probably a couple of thousand a day of those damn things.
0: Yeah, it's like a rental um, capture. You know, they're quite expensive. I mean, there is quite decent discount on them. Um, But it it needs a good bit of money off to make it viable.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just a horrible little car, isn't it? It's got absolutely nothing going for it at all. For that kind of money, you could easily get yourself into a Porsche 997 just about. Maybe an early 997, a 55 plate one, something like that. I mean, come on. What do you want to say a Rona for? You can have a 997.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. That's certainly going to be good for every 18 year old that's listening to the podcast. You know, you know let's hey, set well, their, they, let's they set their heart on a can't
1: drive anymore, Hugh. They can't drive.
0: No, that's true. Yeah, I can Cause see they, that because I play grand with sports. <laughs>
1: I mean, but, that's the trouble. They, you know, they want, they want to go and do the driving test and they crash into a mountain. They say, oh, it's crash into a tree, roll the car three times. They did I pass? And then they expect them, because they've been to schools, you know, which has had sort of the Labour government in charge for many years, they just say, did I pass? No, you didn't. Three people are dead. <laughs> the car's upside down and you destroyed waitress. <laughs> but That's I was, it. I need a safe space. I'm feeling
0: a bit depressed. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll call the next capture the capture snowflake, you know. <laughs> they
1: probably, that would be a great name for wouldn't it? All the millennial features yeah, you put
0: the clear The Clio, Clio snowflake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that that's right. The, the boot we've got a boot. They called a safe space. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> i got to get in the safe space.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: they come with dash cams now because they can't get insurance because they can't drive. I mean, yeah. they're too busy on their phones or changing their playlists on iTunes or logging into their Spotify accounts or taking Instagram pictures. They just drive into trees left, right, and centre. Well,
0: I reckon it. You I reckon- get
1: autonomous cars here the better. I know.
0: Well, when my 90. daughter returns 17, which is quite a long way off, um, I'm going to get her the current, the new Mercedes S-Class. It's just been launched. Because um, not only does it look incredible, and the interior is amazing. I think it's just been a phenomenal car. But by that mm-hmm. time, it'll be about 10 or 12 years old. So it'll be affordable. And it's so big and strong. And it's got everything that, you, you know, it could probably drive itself by that point. You can hack into the system and do an upload. And it'll probably be able to drive itself by then. And I think that would be the, great, the best car for my daughter when she passes a test. So if she, if she does have a, a wee bump, there's plenty of crumple zones and, all, and she'll come off absolutely fine.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Unlike the three people that she took out of the bus stop. Exactly. <laughs>
0: no, who are in their <laughs> Nissan Leaf or something or Nissan uh, well it's,
1: There's a right for taking public transport. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: but, uh, we'll definitely do a slot. Very soon about, um good cars for first time drivers, I think that would be very good. And, yeah,
1: uh, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I think that probably a Carrera S probably isn't an ideal car for a first driver. And no, that is an Arona, really. I mean, just it's just 2nd cheap second-hand cars.
0: I mean, let's face it, at auction now, you're going to get like, you know, 55 plate Mondeos for a few hundred pounds.
1: Yeah, but know? they don't want them, Hugh. Yeah. Everything's on a PCP with millennials. I mean, they are not interested in, in buying stuff. I mean, for a start, they don't want a car. They can't drive. They won't drive. They, the driving test um, pass rate is plummeting, and the number of people taking the test is plummeting. And um, I, my nephew, who is uh, nine, uh, I was talking to him about cars, and he said, talking about the driving test, and he, he would going to one of these sort of early driver days when they were driving around little okay. uh-huh. cars. And he said, I don't know why I'm doing this, he said to me, because obviously in 10 years' time I won't be driving, will I? It will be automated. And he look at me like I was an idiot. And actually, he probably was an idiot, because in 10 years' time, it will just be automated. You won't have to drive
0: the car. Do you think? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think there'll be the options to do it. But, I mean, I still think it's quite dangerous, you know, until they get it working properly. or if, You know, what happens if the Wi-Fi goes on your car suddenly? Can kind you of get a signal and doesn't know how to drive? You know where it goes.
1: But I, don't think, I don't think it runs on Wi-Fi. <laughs> or
0: some kind of... Or 3G or something,
1: or a 4G. <laughs> no, it's fully on board. It uses it does have GPS inputs, um, uh, but yeah. the GPS isn't likely to break. I suppose if you went under tree cover or into a tunnel, yeah. you might not get it. Yeah. But then Runs it's got. The it all be mapped in uh, in yeah. the onboard computer, and then it's got lidar and various sensors around it to keep it on the on the road. And I I I, I personally can't wait. I'd probably have a, a fun car to sort of use and do spin turns around in a field somewhere, and then you just buy yourself a a Tesla Model 3, they haven't gone bust. Ah, uh, that's it. <laughs> but what state will the roads be in in 10 years' time, Hugh? Mm, yeah. I mean, if you've seen them now, the, the holes in the road, that they, they call them roads, it's not a road. You can see lines on the road, there's holes in the road. There's, there's, since immigration went out of control, the whole is full, you can't move. The planning system has all these superstores on all the bypasses, so they're Chocker block. You can't move. The only features I want now in a car is a comfortable massage seat, an <laughs> adaptive cruise control, and an automatic transmission so I can sit in the blimmin congestion.
0: Ah, well, that sounds, that, that sounds, like the card, it sounds like the cardioadvisor.core weekly rant. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still with us, but, you going to, but, uh, well, no, it's, it's it, 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 these a...
1: private manufacturers make these amazing cars. And we talk about them, and the technology on board is amazing, and they produce them at a lower and lower price, more and more reliable, safer and safer. Yet, when the government gets involved, if private companies could do the roads as well as they do the cars, I might buy a new car. But as long as the government are in charge of the roads, immigration, and planning, and pollution, and congestion, there is no point. Because well, so, although to be fair, the reason I bought my new car. A couple of years ago was to get a car with an automatic transmission, to get a car that's a bit cheaper so I can replace the suspension in the potholes and to get a level two autonomous drive out of it. So mm-hmm. actually maybe we are right that people should be buying new cars, but the features you want are connectivity to your cellular phone and your smartphone. So when you're sitting in traffic, you want probably a four by four because the roads are falling to pieces and you do want some sort of autonomous drive technology mm-hmm. because you're sitting in traffic all day long.
0: Like the automatic or uh, the cruise control, isn't it? The the
1: um you know, cruise adaptive cruise control, control. W- which is a feature which I will never ever have a car without again. Never. I mean, I why any- going to have one? Why anybody would buy a car without adaptive cruise control or an automatic transmission is a mystery to me, Hugh. A mystery to me. Uh, it, it just it, it's like it's like voting Remain in the EU referendum. It's a mystery to me. That's <laughs> half the listeners gone. <laughs>
0: In a <laughs> yeah, the other half yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well it's interesting. let's quickly finish with a deal of the week yeah. let's <laughs> with <a> deal
1: of... <laughs> well let's hope it's got an automatic transmission and adaptive cruise control and then I will say that is a great buy so it's obviously a goal
0: yeah it's kind of, I think I'm, I'm a bit of an MG fan and I think this new MG is it the ZS yes the MG ZS starting at just 12 and a half grand could be a great little car, actually. It looks really, really, really nice. And I think there'll be some good PCP deals and offers. <laughs> I can see you just Nobody's raving about gonna that. Nobody's going to buy it. But, Nobody's uh... going to buy it, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, for people listening that want a bargain, I think that is. Also, your favourite and my favourite, the Fiat Tipo. <laughs> Not from 1988 or 1991 even, but the current one. I've seen cars, uh, in the Steve Secondhand Tipo, for about eight and a half grand now. Um, just basic 1.4s um, which is incredibly cheap because they're like 65 no 66 plates Um they were you know it's been out for just about a year now yeah um, it'll be um, stuff yeah and
1: that car the infotainment screen is smaller three. than my casio watch <laughs> that i had it's and five inches the casio watch exactly. from 1992 had better resolution than the infotainment screen in that car is it, five, is
0: it five inches i think it's only five inches I I
1: I admire that's not what it was, but it's completely unreadable, that screen. It, it's useless. you crash the car immediately trying to tune into a radio station.
0: <laughs> well, on that note, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> no, golf r's. Everyone should have golf r's. I've decided this, because they are phenomenal value. There's a couple up here in the Edinburgh area where I'm based, and for £23,000... It's a 17 plate Golf R with 10,000 miles on the clock, 306 brake horsepower, DSG gearbox, four wheel drive, adaptive cruise control, car net for 22 and a half thousand pounds. That's exactly. Seat Arona money, and it's just
0: a, uh, that it's is true. a phenomenal it's, it's, it's machine. Incredible, Absolutely phenomenal would you machine. you rather have a Arona or a Volkswagen Golf R? No, exactly. The insurance group is probably quite a bit higher, but. <laughs> yeah, but who
1: cares? Who ca- Millennials don't, I mean, it doesn't matter. They, they just, do they even get insurance these days? I
0: don't know. <laughs> I think they do. I think they have to. I think that's probably required.
1: Uh, who's, uh, I mean, who, on your research that you've done, What your, most of your buyers aren't, aren't teenagers, though, are they? they're people. No,
0: it, it can be of all ages, but it, maybe more middle-aged or older people, it just depends who's got the cash or who wants a PCP to buy a car. Because, of course, that's what we do at cardioadvisor.co.uk. And uh, we can source pretty much any car that's available on the UK market and hopefully get you a fantastic discount.
1: Exactly. And as you know from the podcast, you're going to get honest advice.
0: Or <laughs> <Well>, at least <laughs> from me, anyway. <laughs> maybe a
1: bit, uh, maybe. No, it is honest. No, it is honest. You're recommending the MG ZS? Yes.
0: I mean, it's, it's a
1: two-star two car.
0: No, no. In magazine. Yes, but that, they're being very, very kind of. Um, you know, they're, being a, they're being a bit miserable there. I want if MG is listening, we want one of those to drive, please.
1: <laughs> yeah, we you give, give them for free.
0: Then maybe <laughs> we're going to do a video review of that one, and I'm sure that'll be fun.
1: Yeah, it'd be funny, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh well, it's been good. Didn't even get to talk about Citroen's new uh, luxury car. Because the last time they did that, what was it called, the Xantia? No, the XM. Oh, And then it was the, uh, what was after the XM? That was the last big one they did.
0: I'm sure the, the list price of an XM was about 27 grand, wasn't it? They were pretty they expensive. They were. But now you can <laughs> get a, a DS7. Or, well, oh, that's, the, that's the DS version, but the is it the C5 Aircross um, that they're going to call it? And that's going to be probably some of the money. Um, but actually, uh, there'll be some good deals on them. I imagine they'll be doing some good deals to push them out the door. Um but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I actually think it looks quite nice. Um it'd be quite, it's based on a Peugeot 5008. That kind of platform, I think. It's okay. One, I think so. Um possibly.
1: Um I might just want one of those big luxury French barges. I quite like the idea of those. Uh, it was all, uh, it, was, it was like the Renault Suffrain, wasn't it? And oh there was yeah, the Citroën yeah. XM. And before it, the Citroën CX. I really like those uh, big French cars. I always thought they were quite good fun. So another one of them, And the depreciation was, Amazing. So you get one after <laughs> eight months for about 9,995.
0: Yeah. Well, that was it. After three years, they were literally three grand, three or four grand. You could pick them up. And that was obviously 20 years ago, but I mean, it was, it was incredible, the depreciation. Um, it was
1: amazing. But uh, having said that, the great deal in Edinburgh I've seen recently, um, was for a, just over a year old BMW 7 series, a 730 mm-hmm. long wheel based diesel, mm-hmm. a white one M Sport for 35,000 pounds. And in the same lineup, yeah. They've got the new five series five twenty d for the same money. I mean, I I just why would you buy the five the seven series? I love that car. Oh, it's a
0: really nice car, and the new one especially oh, looks lovely, absolutely lovely. And at thirty five, thirty six k, whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. phenomenal. Well, the P C P would probably be quite good on them because you know it takes account of further de- depreciation, and it's obviously lost virtually like half its money, or sorry, yeah. a good bit of its money, and so you think it will probably steady out over the next few years and that so it's it, it does make you think what's out there and what's available
1: well there's some great great deals out there that's for sure the yeah. light's going off
0: that's all right no, that's just in the hallway
1: oh so, right,
0: okay <laughs> we have a ton of mislighting <laughs> but um but i know so, it's that it's something but like all those cars i mean all the, the pcp deals on 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 bmw 520s are pretty good um, and three series. I mean, I haven't, see, I've never seen so many 335 diesel four-wheel drives. They're just everywhere. I mean, all of sales, the public sector must be getting. Yeah, them. well, that, but I
1: mean, that that's the thing. As we've said on the last podcast that we yeah, did, prestige is dead. Yeah. Prestige is yeah. dead. You know, the, the, all the little park carts are full of, um, yeah,
0: 335
1: drive drives. You've got the welfare classes driving BMW X3s. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, prestige is dead. It really yeah, is. Yeah. Which is why the value is in things like the the things that sort of the chavs aren't driving anymore. Things like the Mondale. Mondale, They wouldn't touch that
0: car. They wouldn't touch it.
1: It's not available through the welfare schemes. So actually when you buy that car, you've got yourself quite a exclusive machine. And And I would have
0: have said that about a Mondale. Well, I think it is. I
1: think, honestly, I think it's something a bit different because as a discerning car buyer, you don't want what everyone else has got, do you? I mean, you, you don't want to have, you know. The- that
0: is a definitely a cardio advisor top tip. You want something different, and it's something that stands out. You know, yeah, that's where the deals and- are as well. Something that's gonna be that's gonna be quite distinctive. You're listening to the Cardo Advisor Podcast. With me, Hugh Hattrick, and my special guest, Jonathan Sutherland. And- you can get the new Jaguar XG, the new version, a lovely kind of really modern design. Um, Second hand with a bit of mileage on them, but for about 10 or 11. And, yeah. and maybe they're, they're maybe the, new, 11, the, latest yeah, one. the latest ones, the earliest ones are those. With a yeah, they look mileage, a bit weird, but so 10 or 11 grand.
1: Yeah, they uh, do look a bit odd though, don't they? I
0: love them. I think they look so nice and they're so I, like, I like the previous shape one. I don't mind that, but I'm, I prefer you the can new one. You get
1: really clean ones of those few for around about 10-11 thousand. And yeah. that was the X i think it's called the xj8 it was aye, the all yeah. new one yeah and it went out of production about 2012 something like that. so you can get a 2012 one for about 11k they look phenomenal absolutely phenomenal
0: i think i drove on one said beautiful interiors really really nice and that but, uh aye,
1: yeah the, the new ones are a bit odd i never I, 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 I think ian Callum is pretty good normally at the design but i think he kind of dropped one on that one i don't know. think it looks so good that's and I, I think Jaguar design has been a bit too conservative recently, Hugh. Hmm. You know what I think? The F-Pace, it's all right, but not the f pace, the F-Sports um, one.
0: Or the, yeah. the F-Type.
1: The... It just looks a little bit like a Focus or something, it, a bit squashed. It, yeah, it doesn't yeah. look distinctive enough. Yeah, the yeah. XF, the new one, I can't tell the difference between that and an xe and what's more, I can't really tell the difference between that and the previous XF. They, they, they all look yeah, yeah, the same. An
0: awful lot of difference, yeah. And what the C is quite hard to look. You know, it, it looks just like an XF, just a bit smaller. It doesn't have an awful lot of difference to it. But they are supposed to drive quite well. Um, yeah, I have to say that they are supposed to be, they're, they're well rated overall. They need to get the Land
1: Rover guy in to sort out Jaguar yeah. because that guy. You know, he, he, he knows how to make a sharp car, apart yeah. from the ridiculous rear end on the Discovery, but that's another topic. But the, all the other, the Velar in the right spec, I saw one in town today, just looked amazing. Yeah. I mean, it looks, I mean, look from like five years in the future. No, no, no. If I look at a, a Jaguar XF, I, I just snooze on. I well, mean, I maybe, can
0: you imagine, you know, it's like, it's, they're going to bring out a new Freelander, by the way, as well. There's plans for a Freelander replacement. It's going to be the smallest car on their, on their list, I think. Um, and then obviously below the Defender, and it's it's going to be quite cheap. you know, not going to kind, of very, again, kind of premium small SUV uh, with a Land Rover badge. Um, but that would be that's quite interesting. Um, so, uh, you know, it's another one to come out that will be a good looking car. But when you think about it, they, you know you could get probably an entry level um for the same price as the top of the range L200 Sport. And if you t- put the two of them together, and you think it's like ones from 100 years above, you know, into the future. And there's things from from a hundred years ago, you know. I mean, it they're, is. They're, it's, they're, it's it's amazing the difference in, in how cars look and how what technology they use.
1: And you can see how, how the money that that company is making must be huge, okay. because if you think about it, how much more does it cost to make yeah. a Range Rover evoke than it does a Seat Arona? Yeah. Probably yeah. Not, not much. much. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably yeah. producing them for around about the same money, no. and if they're producing more of them, then there'll be the economies of scale. And for that matter, how much more does it cost to produce a range of a Velar than an evoke? Right.
0: Right, all right, so apart from shame. well, seemingly...
1: Well, yeah. they're putting those out at 50k, Hugh, yeah. and costing probably the same as a 20k Arona to produce... Well, the, so ve- the Velar
0: much. is on the same platform as the um, Jaguar F-Pace, and they yeah. start out at about 33, I think, or yeah. about, 34. So... Uh, and well, they, everything above
1: that... Well, obviously they're making money at 33, yeah, aren't they? So yeah, they're yeah. probably putting those out the door at 15k apiece. Yeah. yeah. The rest is profit. I mean, it is and phenomenal. Yeah. And I believe it is actually the fact that JLR or Land Rover certainly are the highest profitable um, car producer in, in the country. Yeah. And before you used to get big discounts on them, but
0: now you don't. I think even if Oh no, if you, them, if
1: you go into the Land Rover dealer, yeah. steal it. Down at um, Newbridge, there at Edinburgh, right. and you have cash to drop, buy a new Range Rover, they might give you a couple of grand off, yeah, off a yeah. maybe a hundred thousand pound car.
0: So it's, it's not really an awful lot, isn't it? Uh, no. I mean, but I think if you if you're fleet, nice. you'll get a bit more. You'll get maybe ten percent off and that kind of thing. They're a bit more generous for the for fleets. Um, but uh, or if it's models about to be replaced, they'll give you a bit of money off. But I mean, before you used to get so much money off a Land Rover, you could go in there and get you know five six grand off straight away on a discovery and all sorts you know there was big yeah. margins in them um, and they were used to give them away um, but uh, but no it'll be interesting to see how they go but it's a great success story so if you make things that people actually want it does really well exactly
1: design it's all yeah. about design yeah. and uh, that's where that's where I think Jagger gone a bit wrong it's where Persia had gone wrong in the past uh-huh. uh, Porsche went quite wrong. I mean, if you look at the the old Panamera, for example, it's yeah, hideous.
0: Great.
1: And yeah. I've looked at this. And I sort of thought I quite like four wheel drive. Nice to get back into a Porsche again. Yeah. And you look at it, yeah, like you can get it for like just over thirty now for a yeah. Panamera 4S. And you look at it and you just think, oh my goodness, what a dog's dinner that is. Yeah. I could possibly yeah. have that car. Whereas my current dream car, the only thing that's probably better than my Golf Turbo Diesel, is the. Um Porsche Panamera Sport Turismo Turbo. That,
0: does that look car. Looks, that
1: looks lovely. Yeah. There's one in the car park down here where I live, and it, it's got it's amazing colour. It's got the carbon ceramic brakes, black on black. Probably 21 inch wheels. I mean, it's probably 170000 pounds of machine there, but my goodness, it looks phenomenal. I had the skis on the roof, okay. you know, and it just looked so cool. That that's that's actually my current favourite car. Ah, yeah, yeah,
0: that's it. I don't know what my favourite car is. I mean, there's so many good cars. I do like SUVs, I have to admit. I mean, I love, like, I, I know you don't like them, but well, you would like them, but there's people who drive them. But I do like Range Rover Sports, I have to admit. That is, that is a car I do like. Well, I love the Evoque. I think the three-door Evoque is one of my favourites. But I think I would... Um, I, the
1: convertible you like, isn't
0: it? I do like the convertible, especially when it was launched in Dubai in the, de- in the desert. I thought That looked amazing.
1: Yeah. A Range Rover Evoque Convertible. You're a married man, aren't you? Hugh?
0: Um, yes, to a woman.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Just I know what you're trying to insinuate. But, there was the... but no, and I like, I do like the F-Pace. I saw a lovely one in Edinburgh the other day, a black one with the black wheels. It was the the R-Sport All-Wheel Drive, um, but they looked really, really nice. I was still trying to get my mum to have a look at one. It was, it was such a nice car. But I think yeah, it like a they, they did look them. quite
1: good, actually. Yeah. Uh,
0: and they do drive well, there's no doubt about it. The F-Pace drives really well. Um the ones they had a the company car in action last year that were silver on the outside with the black interiors and all and black wheels, they look lovely, really, really nice. Um but uh, but yeah, so that that kind of car I mean is just so so good. So I, I think on that note we'll end our car show and our car podcast. But thank you very much for listening. It's fantastic to speak to you, gentlemen. And I'll be phoning you in a few minutes to get a quick update. But uh, thanks to everyone. Have a wonderful week. Safe driving. Don't get stuck in the snow. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the CardoAdvisor.co.uk podcast. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful week. And remember, you can save money in a number of different ways at CardoAdvisor.co.uk. A. We can source any car pretty much on the UK market today, whether it be from an Alfa Romeo to a Volvo and anything in between. We can get you a fantastic saving on pretty much any car you're looking for, whether it be pre-registered, new or second-hand. And we can also save you money on car rental. Just go to our website at CarDoAdvisor.co.uk and click the car rental site. And in turn, with our affiliate site with carrental.com, rentalcars.com, You can save maybe 25 or up to 30% or even more. Depending on the time of year, we can get you a fantastic deal. And if you click on the link, it will take you to the booking page. And all you need to do is book the car in the time that you need, fill in the details, and the results will come up and simply choose which car you would like from the different recommended providers. And it's all the main high street brands, so you've got nothing to worry about and you can have confidence that you're going to get a great car from a great company. So there we are, the two ways that you can save with Cardio Advisor. And possibly, if you're looking for a third way to save with CarDoAdvisor.co.uk, if you're going to be trading your car in any time soon, try our link. We have a special affiliate with WeBuyAnyCar. And if you sell your car with them using our link again on the website, just go to the services section. Just let us know with an email. We'll get it all checked out. And you'll qualify for a £10 Amazon voucher just for selling your car with WeBuyAnyCar.com. But you only get that if you use our special link. So, have a wonderful week, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye.